Say hello, it's me, Spongebob. I love you. Here's a little thing we wanna play. Hi, this episode is brought to you by Desert Skies. Desert Skies is a funny, pensive, and genuinely interesting audio drama that takes place in the Desert Skies astral plane fuel and service station. The staff of Desert Skies fix cars and get snacks for travellers on their final astral journey, the journey from this life to the next. We listened to episode one this week and really enjoyed it. The concept is really fun and well-written, and the end of the episode has a real emotional punch to it. The first full season of Desert Skies is out now, and the next season is currently in production, so it's the perfect time to listen. Interested? Listen to the end of today's episode to hear the trailer for Desert Skies. Or find Desert Skies anywhere you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Desert Skies for their support. Episode 7 Hi Diary! It's me, Marilyn! It's been a few days on board the Greta. Wait, is the ship the Greta? Or just Greta? You could ask. Good point. Greta! Do you prefer to be called the Greta or just Greta when referred to as a ship? I suppose it depends. The Greta is probably easier to grasp for people uncomfortable with the idea of a sentient ship like your companion there. I did apologize. I can still sense your discomfort. I'm learning. Good. I don't mind either way. Perhaps Greta is my mind and the Greta is my body. Okay. So it's been a few days aboard the Greta, which is captained by Greta. (laughs) And we're getting really close to Gontano. Actually, if you look out the window, we're about to start our descent. Oh, really? Is that Gontano? Down there? You don't recognize your home planet? I've never actually been there. You seem to know a lot about it for someone who's not actually been there. It's part of being a royal. You get this package of information dropped into your head, whether you want it there or not. That sounds uncomfortable. It's useful, I suppose, but also overwhelming at times. Sometimes memories just pop up, and then I realize they aren't actually mine. Where are you landing? I've got a place reserved near the capital city. Oh, I've never seen it from the air. Or from the ground, as me. It's... Beautiful. It is. Greta, take us down. Wow. 
could it be? I guess saying it with fresh eyes really changes things. If your inherited memories are all from people who grew up here, all of this would just have been ordinary to them. You're seeing it anew. It's amazing! We descended into the city. From above, it looked like a cluster of jewels and stones, like the bottom of a riverbed. Closer up, I saw that the whole city was made up of intricately mosaiced towers and hives close together. A sea of color, of turquoise and tan and scarlet. Older buildings had been carved out from the very rock the city was built from, refined at first with mandibles, and then, as we evolved, tools. Other hives had been built in amongst the ancient ones, the new ones glittering with glass and stones from across the galaxy. As we landed, I stopped, overwhelmed. I was suddenly hit by layer upon layer, generation upon generation of memories of Gontan and Queens who walked these streets. The newer hives flickered, almost, as I saw the times before they were built, along with their building, and all the times since. <sighs> I sat down, heavily. Then, after a moment, my vision cleared, and I was back in the present. Marilyn? Are you alright? Yes. I just... Uh, remembered something. The city. I... I remembered the city. All of it. Well, this memory thing confuses the hell out of me. Uh, me too. Believe me. Are you sure you're alright? We can wait here a while. We have time. I can go out to my first job, and then you can come out when you're feeling better? No. No. I think I better face it now. Or it won't get better. It's just like riding a bike, keeping my mind in order. If I get too scared of it, I won't be able to do it. If you're sure. Yes, I'm sure. Well then, the palace awaits. Princess Marilyn. I prefer just plain Marilyn. Come on, it's this way. Even without the knowledge poking at the back of my mind, it was easy to spot the palace. Against the softer, more rounded hives, it stood out. A high, sharp, straight-walled building, inorganic and glittering. It had been built from special stone that had been hauled halfway across the planet, dragged across miles and miles of terrain just to achieve a regal effect. <laughs> it was striking. It was definitely striking. As we approached, my appearance started to attract attention. I'm used to drawing attention, obviously. There aren't that many part lost, part cow, part humans. This attention was different. I suppose that my siblings were widely known about. Did they think I was one of them out on a stroll, or did they recognize me as the prodigal heir? Someone must have rushed to the palace to tell them the news. The doors creaked open and horns sounded as we approached. We were an odd procession, with Computer tottering on his metal legs and Mikey dragging his toolbox, bringing up the rear. For all my inherited memories, for all that I'd read and studied, I still wasn't quite prepared for what awaited me behind the door. The queen, my mother, sat high upon a shimmering throne, her stinger now clearly on display. 
unlike the last time I'd seen her when it was buried beneath layers of disguising skirts. Around her, sat on seats of various heights were her council. Whatever business they'd been handling had been dismissed at the news of our arrival. There was an itch at the back of my mind, a feeling of unease. I got the feeling that whatever they'd been discussing hadn't been positive. But now all was brushed aside as my mother looked down at me from her high throne. She smiled broadly, her teeth white, her eyes glittering. Then she began to descend the steps from her throne, arms wide, welcoming me in. Little Marilyn, my prodigal daughter, you finally returned. I have. Sorry it took so long. No matter. You are here now. And who are these... people? This is Computer. He's my best friend. Your Majesty. Did you... build him yourself? I built his body, but he built his mind. Tragically, I still have no heart. Curious. And this is Mikey. Uh, uh hi, ma'am. Er, uh, your Highness. He picked us up after we were stranded. Stranded? We ran into pirates. It's a long story. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to catch up, my sweet. We have all the time in the world now. We do. I was led to a chair that I realized must have stood waiting for me since I was born. It was made of the same odd glittering stone as the palace, and was a smaller, slightly less ornate version of my mother's. Another part of the performance of royalty. At the back of my mind, I knew that this too would need to go. It was all tainted with a tonicon. They'd ensnared every aspect of our lives. Before them, we were not a monarchy. But for tonight, I'd accept the trappings and the status, the ceremony and the speeches. We could talk reform in the morning. Hello, it's me, Sponsorbot. I love you. Some of my favorite words are indigo, flamingo, Bingo and bingo. Isn't it? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I also like the word lingo and Santa Domingo, but I don't like Ringo, and I'm not sure why. Bye!
awoke the next day to a bright, sunny morning. A good omen, allegedly. We'd been given a room in the Queen's private chambers. I'd wanted to greet my siblings, but they were currently away, meeting Gontanans all across the country. I suppose it made sense. Gontano needed to get used to its weird airs. I could feel the words of countless generations of advisors, soothsayers, and viceroys in the back of my mind, like a low-level interference. It was hard to concentrate. <sighs> Are you all right? I think so. I can just hear things. What sort of things? Whispers of, I don't know, history, advice. But they're so soft that sometimes they feel like they're coming from inside my own thoughts. But they're memories. They're someone else's memories. I guess for my line, it's always been like this, and I'll have to get used to it. But every passageway of this castle seems to be full of inherited memories, and it makes my head hurt. What are they saying? They're cajoling and criticizing and offering advice and support and predictions, telling me who I am and how I have to be. It's all, it's a wave of words, the weight of tradition just bearing down on me. It's suffocating. Look at me. Breathe in. Good. And breathe out. Maybe we need to go somewhere that isn't so full of the past. That sounds like a good idea. Computer led me outside. For all that he'd been unsteady on his legs, I found myself leaning heavily on him. He stood strong, took my weight, didn't complain, although I know it must have been a little hard for him. The castle felt more foreboding today. It's always heavy and dark and long, more of a winding anthill than a hive. Its square, sharp construction was uncomfortable to my eyes. I remembered moments of its construction, that it was designed this way to differentiate itself from the traditional rounded hives, to seem more refined and less savage. Maybe I'll tear it down. It isn't ours. It was never our castle. Just another way for a Tomnicon to divide us. Outside, I felt like a weight was lifted from my shoulders. With the ever-changing nature of the city, there were fewer familiar things to trigger thoughts and memories. The hives were even more beautiful in the broad sunlight. The light twinkling on the glass and stone of the intricate mosaics. Feeling better? Yeah. So, when are you going to address the council? <laughs> you read my mind. I can see it in the look on your face. This is just all such a mess. Look at this place without the palace. It's beautiful. And it's how things are supposed to be. Atomnicons messed it all up. You'd be surprised how quickly societies can recover. We don't need it anymore. We really don't. I'm not even sure we really needed it in the first place. That we couldn't have just stepped out into the universe as ourselves, as Gontanans, and seen if we were accepted for who we are, rather than being reviled for being insectoids. 
But Atomnicon brought in doubt. They brought in a nagging feeling that our species wasn't good enough, that we weren't worthy of intergalactic acceptance, that we needed their medical intervention and their diplomacy and their rituals. And now you can fix it. That's right. I'm here to fix it. <sighs> All I have to do is get them to listen to me. Oh, boy. We did manage to arrange a meeting with the Council. Although, I feel that at first they were humoring me. I told them what we'd discovered, what we knew of Tomnicon and their effect on the galaxy. The fact that insectoid races had spread far and wide and were accepted everywhere. So we could... Change! We didn't need an heir. We didn't need a half-gontan and go-between to deal with the outside galaxy anymore. It went down about as well as you'd expect. They didn't shut me down. That would have almost been better. There was just silence. And then a quiet, Thank you for your import. Before they turned to other business. No discussion of what I'd said. No questions. Just moving on without acknowledgement. And so I went to the person I'd been unconsciously avoiding since I'd returned. My mother. Little Marilyn, I know you think you might know more about the universe because of your travels, but I have spent my life working for Gontano. And you've shared your wisdom with me. I have the words of every queen and every advisor in my head, and although it may have been the right path to follow once, it's a road we no longer need to take. We don't need Atomnicon's involvement. We don't need to be patched together with another species, an unwilling species, to be made acceptable. We can be accepted on our own terms. You won't change their minds. You're too new. But what if you helped me? What if we told them together? What makes you think that I want change? Things are fine as they are. They aren't perfect, but they're fine. You can't think that. I know you. You can't just accept what you're told. Marilyn. Take my hand. You've given me all of your memories. Perhaps it's time you take some of mine. I took her hands in mine. We focused. And I thought about what I'd learned. The way that other insectoid races had spread happily, accepted across the universe. The way that Gontano had been sheltered, separated by Atomnicon. And then I thought about the ritual about the way that once they were almost free of debt, Atomnicon would send repairmen as a sacrifice. An entirely unnecessary sacrifice. I thought of Kilner and Samantha, and of my dad. And lastly, I thought of Kurt, my grandfather. A man I'd never met, that my mother had never truly met, but who was such a large part of her whose pain was such a large part of her. I remembered all of our fathers, all of the repairmen who died in agony so that we could be an acceptable part of galactic society. I remembered their blood and their pain 
and it descended down onto us in a wave. All right, stop. You can stop now. Do you know how many people would give anything to be in the position you're in? Heir to a nation? To a whole planet? You could have sat at my side, inherited my crown, had anything you wanted. But I can see that this is what you want. And Atomnicon, your experiences with them have been different than our planet's. And our memories seem a little more curated than perhaps I'd previously thought. Perhaps I'd never thought too deeply about it before. You'll talk to them? I will. It took a long time. A very long time. First, for the Council to even accept that there was anything to be discussed, although finally the Queen set them to rights, and second, that the path I'd set out for them was the right thing to do for Gontano. They, we, are a traditional people, and even if the tradition was based in fraud and unnecessary bloodshed, it was still hard to let go of. Some of the Council, Kazra included, had had far more experience of the outside world of insectoid acceptance, of the potential for our expansion beyond Gontano. But there was grumbling and groaning, complaints from the more conservative side. Even with my mother on my side, they were a hard group to persuade. There was much deliberation, and messengers were sent to consult with other, even older members too frail to make it to the chamber. And then, finally, an agreement was made. So, it's decided upon when Princess Marilyn is of an age to take the throne, we will tell Automnicon that we are no longer in need of their services. We're waiting to tell them? Oh, it's not Relevant at this juncture, for I break with tradition sooner than we have to. There's no need for another royal generation just now. What? And besides, you may change your mind about having children as you age. We wouldn't want to take that option off the table, now would we? This isn't about me! This is about the future of Gontano. This is about breaking the yoke that Atomnicon have held over us for centuries. We need to make the break now. And that was when the messenger returned. And he brought with him a whole entourage, including someone who looked remarkably similar to my mother. And they were all heavily armed. What's this? What's happening? My lady, we are here to present an alternative heir to the throne. I beg your pardon? We believe that your offspring are not fit to inherit, and we wish to pass the line down a more traditional way. Hello, dear sister. Oh. Marilyn, meet your aunt. 
In the seventh episode of Marilyn's Diary, A Long Journey Home, Marilyn and the Queen were played by Francesca Mintov-Chish, Computer and Councilman were played by James Carney, Mikey was played by Ty Kaur, Greta was played by Jade Cash, Kazra was played by Luke Boyce, Elmer was played by Chastity Brown, and Rebel was played by Headley Knights. The programme was written by Beth Crane and produced by Headley Knights for Battlebird Productions. We'd like to say a special thanks to Beth F. for their support on Patreon. We use the donations we receive from Patreon, Coffee, and PayPal to pay our actors, pay ourselves, and run the show. We are so, so grateful for everything that you do for us. And if you want to support We Fix Space Junk, visit battlebird.productions or see the show notes. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo. This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now... Before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what, what's going on? There's gotta be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? No love interest? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people you left behind. You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts.